The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I want to welcome you to um, this intro to mindfulness meditation class that I'll be doing for the next days. And uh, I'm teaching from uh, the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, and uh, where I've taught this class many, many times. And, um, and even before coming here, I've taught it many times. And, um, and it's one of my favorite things to teach. And it was turned out that this, this year, because of my schedule, I wasn't going to have a chance to teach the usual five-week course. And I'm kind of happy that the way that, uh, uh, the, you know, one aspect of this, um, we call it in California, um, sheltered in place, the lockdown, um, has kind of changed things so much that um, I thought that uh, doing a nine-part nine series one day after the next uh, would be a nice way to support people who may be homebound and been wanting to learn mindfulness for a long time and to have it sequentially, kind of day by day, and building rather than having it over the week. And hopefully that's going to be nice for you, and I hope that... Um, that uh, you enjoy this and find it uh, useful. A few things to say. Um, the, uh, the way I'll be teaching is sequential. It's very progressive, where uh, uh, what's taught one day will support the next day and so forth as we go along. And um, the general structure of the, this unfolding is to talk a bit about uh, breathing, and then talk about mindfulness of breathing, and then mindfulness of the body, then mindfulness of emotions, then mindfulness of thinking, and then a little bit about everything else. And um, that sequence uh, from, has a logic to it, and that is that um, it's not universal, but the idea that um, if you have some ability to stabilize your attention on the breathing, it makes it more useful to then become, uh, be mindful of your body. To be mindful of your body makes it easier to be mindful of emotions. To be mindful of emotions makes it easier to be mindful of thinking. And so the whole, you know, not, not that the goal is to be mindful of thinking, but um, uh, thinking is often what takes people away from mindfulness. We get caught up and lost in our thoughts. Uh, and to have a wise attention to thinking so the thinking is not a problem. Thinking is not considered to be the enemy of meditation, but to know how to bring a wise attention to it so that we can be free of it, not caught by it, uh, is really supported by these other aspects of, of, uh, of mindfulness. It's kind of like a pyramid. and the, the, the strong foundation at the bottom could be something like breathing, the body, emotions, and then thoughts. And... Um, the, um, and so we're using, what we're doing in mindfulness meditation is using a very ordinary faculty that we all have, the, the mental faculty of attention, and, uh, or the different faculties of attention. And we're taking the different ways that we can pay attention, that we can offer attention, be aware, and developing that so that it becomes stronger and stronger part of our life. And that has a lot of benefits. Uh, one benefit is, is it gives us a lot more clarity when we see what's really going on. 
rather than the mind, the inner life being kind of a black box. Why do I suffer so much? Why do I get so entangled and caught up? We start seeing clearly what's actually happening in the mental processes of thoughts and feelings, motivation, beliefs that are operating. Um, and we start seeing more clearly what happens in the life around us. And, and this idea of seeing clearly is a, is a real blessing. It also, mindfulness practice supports us to be a little bit more free or relaxed or at ease with uh, our involvement with present moment. Uh, mindfulness helps us be in the present moment, but more, but in addition, helps us to be present in a way that's useful and wise. Uh, mindfulness tends to bring out the wise parts of a human being, uh, wise parts of our relationship to ourselves and the world around us. And, and as mindfulness developed, usually people develop a better and better relationship with themselves and with others in the world around them. The... Um, um, the um, mindfulness is a, I think of it as a uh, wonderful lifetime adventure that uh, I've been doing this now for f- over 40 years. I still don't feel like I have fully understood the full pos- potential of what mindfulness is about. Um, but I have felt that it's just been a delight and a joy and, and a profound thing to be doing. And I never tire of it. It's kind of like, um, you know, um, I like to go hiking in the mountains here, and I seem to never tire of walking in the mountains. And uh, so it's kind of like walking in mindfulness. It's kind of a natural phenomenon. It's, it's a way of walking in the phenom- natural phenomena of life and uh, seeing it clearly and wisely and, and uh, finding, a, a, um, finding a lot of ease and happiness in life. So I hope you get a little sense of that in the course of these five weeks, what we're doing here. One of the important principles of mindfulness is that it is simple. If it's not simple, it's probably not mindfulness. If you're starting to do some complicated mental engineering or gymnastics uh, in terms of trying to make something happen, trying to push something away, you're probably left the proper, simple practice of mindfulness. The simplest definition of mindfulness would be uh, an awareness of what's happening as it's happening. And um, if you want to make it a little bit more, it's uh, more than just being aware, it also involves a clear recognition of what's happening as it's happening to us in the present moment. Uh, that simple definition doesn't specify that it has to be the breathing, has to be the body, has to be anything in particular. What we're looking for as we develop this, become stronger and stronger in mindfulness, is the capacity to meet all aspects of our human experience, all aspects of our life, with a higher quality attention, with, a, with an attention that brings a greater benefit because we kind of have a heightened awareness to what's going on in a way that brings peace, brings freedom, brings happiness. And, um, and this idea that it's simple uh, is maybe um, there's a variety of simple ways to kind of benefit from mindfulness very quickly sometimes. And I'd like to offer you one very quick, uh, simple thing that maybe you'll find interesting and you can use in many circumstances. I call it the three-breath journey. And uh, what it means is, if you're willing to go along here, if you would uh, just, uh, as you are, close your eyes 
Don't change your posture in any particular way. Close your eyes. And then um, uh, follow, attend to three breaths, counting one to three, and really try to enter into the world of each inhale and exhale for three breaths. I've never taught an intro class online like this. Usually I'll ask people now what that was like. But some of the things that people will often report is that uh, after just three breaths like that, paying attention to the breathing, that there is some kind of relaxation that goes on. Um, uh, something gets quieter. Some people report that uh, three breaths like that will just uh, help them to see what was going on for them. They had, didn't know that they were tense or worried about something or, or spinning around, agitated. That it's, some, it's a kind of a check-in to themselves. And, um, and some people report that just after doing three breaths like that and relaxing a little bit, it is a teeny bit of refreshment. When they open their eyes, they feel a little bit more refreshed, a little bit more uh, clear, where they're seeing more clearly rather than kind of the seeing being kind of second to um, being thought, thinking and caught, caught up in thoughts. So the three breath journey, uh, it's a wonderful thing to do through the day for people who'd like to bring mindfulness or meditation into much of their daily life um, to maybe uh, every hour on the hour to uh, do the three breath journey. The, the advantage of this is that, um, that, which is also part of mindfulness, is that as we bring awareness into something that's happening in the present moment, what we're also doing is removing that uh, fuel, that attention, that uh, the food of awareness into our preoccupations. If we worry a lot and our attention goes into the worry, then uh, we're actually feeding the worry. If we're angry and we really get into the anger and get preoccupied by it, in some ways we're feeding the anger. And, um, and if we uh, uh, move our attention from anxiety or from worry or from ruminations and thoughts that we might have, back to something very simple and ordinary and like the breathing, then uh, we are uh, beginning to remove the ongoing fuel that keeps some of our emotions, some of our preoccupations going. And they uh, start to become weaker. And they don't have, uh, after a while, they don't have the same strong pull. And then we start uh, putting that food into something that's skillful and helpful. And in Buddhism, what's often considered to be helpful for where that food of awareness can go is to a clear awareness of what's actually happening in the present moment. So a shift of where the food of attention goes. 
And what we feed has a, bit, has a lot to do with what becomes of us, the direction we go in our lives. If we are constantly feeding uh, and pouring ourselves into being tense and busy and active, um, the accumulation of tension might build through the day that we have a headache by the time it's over. But if uh, the food of attention goes into awareness, into being really present here in an open way, uh, we tend to notice where the tensions are, where the tensions are building. And it tend, we tend to pull back or let go or, or reorganize ourselves a little bit to shift how things are going to be. The foundation of uh, the meditation I teach is breathing, uh, mindfulness of breathing. And um, mind, it turns out that breathing is a, is a uh, nexus, a meeting place of all kinds of aspects of our psychophysical human being that our emotional life, our physical life, our active life, or even our thought life and um, our motivational life and our I- what's interesting, what we, what we, our values even, somehow or other all have some relationship to how we breathe and what goes on in the breathing. And if we can bring our attention to our breathing, to how the body's breathing, we're beginning to, uh, in various direct and indirect ways, beginning to... Um, align, harmonize, settle, uh, clarify, um, a whole wide area of what our inner life is like. Classically in Buddhism, they talk about the focus on mindfulness of breathing as being a unifying function. It brings to, begins to gather together all the desperate parts of our mind and hearts and body so that they operate together at the same time. The two most dramatic way that we can talk about this separation that gets healed is we can say that the body, our, our physical body, uh, is always in the present moment. The mind is not always in the present moment. The mind is, um, um, might be thinking about the past, thinking about the future, lost in fantasy, but it's not, you know, it's not connected in working together with the body. To harmonize the mind and body, to have the mind and body work together, the task is to bring the mind, bring the attention, so that it's in the same place and the same time as the body. And one of the places to do that gathering together and harmonizing is with the breathing. So I'm gonna do a little guided meditation on breathing in a moment. But before I do that, I wanna say that uh, breathing doesn't work for everyone as a meditation object. And, um, and so there are other things that can be used, and I'll talk about that later. Um, uh, however, um, it's also important to not uh, um, have a high expectation for what your breathing is supposed to be like when you do mindfulness meditation. Some people discover they control their breathing when they're uh, meditating. Some people find their breathing to be uncomfortable. It doesn't matter for the purposes of mindfulness. Uh, you can be relaxed about those kinds of difficulties because what we're trying to do in mindfulness meditation is to strengthen our capacity to be aware in the present moment, to stay in the present moment and have some continuity of attention to what's happening as it's unfolding. And the breathing is just a means to cultivate that. It's like, you know, it's like the, 
exercise machine in a sense that we exercising and developing our strength of our mindfulness. And for the purposes of building that strength, it doesn't matter if you're for controlled breath or if it's an uncomfortable breath. It just matters that you're using the breath to stay present. One of the benefits of uh, breathing is that uh, it is an oscillating, moving sensations in your body. It kind of, uh, there's a rhythm to it. And the mind's ability to be focused works a lot better with the object of focus is something that which is, uh, has rhythm to it or is moving slightly. Kind of like looking at a river going by. We look at little waves, the current going by, and it can be very relaxing and absorbing to just watch the currents going by. And the mind doesn't fixate on anything, but it stays present. So with the breathing, just watch the comings and goings of the inhalation and exhalation without fixating on something is a way to develop focus that can be relaxed and soft. So, so to do a little session of meditation, you can, um, it's helpful to take a posture that you feel for you expresses a little bit of alertness. The posture itself is a posture of attention. Maybe you've seen small babies sitting upright or, you know, photographs. And, you know, they, they have this beautiful alert posture sometimes and they're really present and upright. And to sit in a way that gives you some physical sense of alertness, but not too much so that you get tense. An alertness around which, an uprightness around which you can relax. The principle would be kind of like you keep your spine straight, but then you, that column then supports everything else relaxing around it, hanging from it. So sitting up a little bit more alert and then gently closing your eyes. And to begin to turn the attention of the mind to the breathing and to the, bo- and to the body, it can be helpful to take a few long, slow, deep breaths. As you breathe in deeply to expand the chest, the torso, maybe the shoulders lift a bit. And then as you exhale, to relax, maybe a little bit longer exhale than usual as you soften and relax the body, settle in. Breathing in and connecting to the body. Breathing out, settling into the body. And then letting your breathing return to normal. And then let your attention roam around your body to see where in your body the muscles are being held. There's tension. 
And if it's easy enough to do so, as you exhale, relax that tension. You might begin with the muscles of your face, the forehead and the eyes, Perhaps the cheeks and the jaws can be softened. Perhaps you can soften the shoulders as you're exhaling, softening the shoulder blade area. Perhaps you can soften your chest and the area around your heart. And it can be helpful to let the belly be soft, relaxed. Letting the belly relax, hang forward. Let the whole belly settle towards the pelvic cavity. And perhaps relaxing the whole upper body so the weight of your body settles in to your seat, your cushion, your chair. And then within the body, as part of your bodily experience, become aware of how your body experiences breathing. Notice how it's experienced in the belly, maybe movements of the belly. Notice how it's experienced in the chest, the rib cage, maybe movements there. To get a better sense of this You could, if you want, put your hand on either your belly or on your chest. And then you might be a little bit clearer, the feeling of movement and lifting and falling as you breathe. And you might become aware of the sensations of the air going in and out through your nostrils maybe in the back of your throat. And of these three major areas, the belly, the chest, the nostrils, 
which of them might be the easiest for you to experience breathing? And wherever it's easiest or wherever breathing is most pronounced or maybe even most enjoyable, let that be your home for your meditation. Occasionally some people find the whole breath body is their home, belly, chest, torso, everything moving. That's okay too. And if it's not clear where your home should be for breath meditation, then I would encourage you to maybe choose the belly. It kind of gives a low center of gravity and stability sometimes to do it there. And then become aware of the rhythm of breathing in and breathing out in that part of your body that's your home base. Notice how the experience of breathing in is different than breathing out. The sensations in your body of what moves in your body is different in the inhale versus the exhale. Inevitably, the mind will wander off in thought. If you can, don't be upset about that. Just take it all in stride. It's not a problem. But when you notice your mind wandered off in thought, then begin again with your breathing. It doesn't matter how often your mind, the mind wanders off in thought. It only matters how often and how quickly you return to your breathing. That movement of return is actually quite significant. Appreciate the beginning over and over.
As you exhale, you might relax the thinking muscle. Let go of your thoughts as you exhale. Maybe every time you exhale, you can let go of the thoughts that have crept in. As you let go of thoughts, let go into the experience of breathing. Notice if, notice how you're aware of breathing. Are you straining? Are you complacent? See if you can relax any strain. But overcome any complacency with a gentle dedication, devotion to discovering what it's like to be aware when you're aware of breathing. If your mind is quite unruly and you're pulled strongly into thoughts, you might do the three breath journey. Just count three breaths and then do it again and again until the mind quiets down.
Every time you exhale, notice if you've been caught up in thought. And soften, relax, let go, back into the breathing. Allow the experience of breathing to be registered in your awareness. Let it be received and known, perhaps riding the rhythm of inhale and exhale, expanding and contracting of the body.
And if there's anything pleasant about breathing, it doesn't have to be, but if there is, allow yourself to feel that pleasantness as a support for staying there with the breaths, staying present, hanging in there and enjoying the simple act of breathing in awareness. And then to end this sitting, you shift your attention from breathing to feeling your body globally. Just whatever way your body feels right now, to notice if you're at all a little bit more relaxed or settled in your body than you were before. And then with a global awareness of your body, taking a few long, slow, deep breaths to more fully connect again with the body, feeling the contact of your body against the chair or the floor or your cushion. And then as you hear the bell, I'll ring it three times you can open your eyes. So one of the principles of starting a meditation practice is that we're shifting our involvement away from things that, everyday things that maybe keep us preoccupied, caught up, tense, worried, whatever. Shifting awareness to something which is not that, that's settled, that's calm, that's settling, that is uh, healthy for us to pay attention to. And, um, and by doing so, to no longer be feeding or reinforcing things that might even be unhealthy for us or not so useful for us, so that we can have a reset and be refreshed, so that we can have a deeper connection with ourselves, reestablish a 
more sense of being in contact with ourselves and what's happening here and with ourselves. And also to begin uh, strengthening our capacity for present moment awareness. That's really the vehicle, the means, the door, the path of mindfulness meditation is cultivating and developing a present moment awareness that gives us a deeper connection to life. I like to think that when we're kind of involved in a lot of thinking and a lot of activity and that um, even though we, even if we might, might enjoy it, um, the world that's mediated mostly through thoughts and ideas and concepts is a little bit like a two-dimensional world, like watching a screen. But once we start having present moment awareness that arises or is part of the body, or we switch from a two-dimensional to a three-dimensional world, a rich world, a world with depth, um, almost like uh, perceptual depth into what's going on. And, um, and it's like going from watching a, you know, a nature documentary on the screen to going out for a walk in nature. And it's three-dimensional, it's multi-dimensional there in many ways. It comes slowly. Uh, mindfulness is, a, uh, for some people, it takes a while to develop and takes a while to kind of quiet or settle the mind enough. Um, it's useful to think of it uh, that the first lesson of mindfulness meditation is the lesson to learn patience. If what you saw as you sat and meditated is your mind is out of control, if you really saw that and recognized it, congratulations, because that is a step of mindfulness. To really know what's going on is better than not knowing it. If you have a mind that's out of control, it's better to know that it's out of control than to continue living as you were, not knowing it. So rather than being discouraged by any difficulty you have in meditation, um, there's an art of actually taking all of it as as an encouragement. Oh, this is good. It's good to know this is what's happening. This is what's going on. It might be uncomfortable at times, but, oh, it's really good to know it, to see it, to recognize what's going on. Because it's in the knowing and the recognizing that there can be a shift and a change. And how that change happens has a lot to do with what we do or what we don't do. And in the context of, me- context of meditation practice, it's a lot about it that has to do with what we don't do. It's about not doing. It's undoing. We certainly bring our awareness to the breathing. We certainly bring our attention to the forefront and recognize what's going on. That's the doing that we do. But it's a lot of it's for the purpose of, so we can stop doing a lot of the other things that the mind does that keeps us spinning and involved and active. It's my, the doing of mindfulness is one that makes, gives breathing room for our whole psychophysical uh, being to begin relaxing and healing and harmonizing itself in a nice way. So it takes patience, and it's often the first lesson is to have to be patient with this. Uh, it's very helpful if, if you start a meditation practice to understand that you can't do it wrong. Um, this is, it's a very, meditation is a very different activity 
than almost any other activities human beings do. And when you do meditation, nothing that happens to you should be seen as wrong. Uh, It's just one more thing to be aware of. Because what we're cultivating is awareness. We're not, at the first and foremost, not cultivating change. We're not trying to change ourselves as much as we're becoming, cultivating awareness, cultivating awareness. Oh, this is how it is. This is how it is. And then with time, that field of awareness, that capacity for present moment awareness grows, then there can be some phenomenal change that go, happens. But if we enter into meditation first and foremost with the idea that I have to change it, I have to be good at this, I have to be successful, I have to get a good grade, um, uh, what I'm doing is wrong, it's too hard for me, I can't do it. These are, this is a, a meditation is a kind of a very unusual activity where those kinds of thinking are not really needed. I'd encourage you to just assume that whatever way you're meditating, whatever is happening as you meditate, is fine for you. It's okay. You're not making a mistake. Just hold it in awareness. Just be aware. Just be aware. And over time, the awareness practice begins to shift and change things. And things will change. But uh, be patient with it as you do the practice. So to repeat, um, we're not trying to develop a strong capacity for mindfulness of breathing. We're just using breathing to help us to see what is going on, to be aware of what's happening. So if you're able to be with your breath for a long time, great. Then you're able to do that. If you can hardly be with your breathing, but the effort to be with your breathing highlights for you how busy the mind is, great. Then you're aware of how busy the mind is. You don't have, that's very beneficial to see that. So, so don't set up like a goal or a right way to do this. Just whatever helps you to see what's happening in the present moment, that's the path of mindfulness. So it's not necessary to use breathing as the home base for mindfulness meditation. Uh, and for, as I said earlier, for some people that doesn't work. I just want to give a little plug for it. It... Um, it's, it's the most ancient uh, meditation practice in Buddhism. It's what the Buddha did. And, uh, and down through the ages, there's been a lot, a lot of experience in Buddhist, Buddhist meditation circles and mindfulness of breathing and find it to be probably, as a generic advice, useful for many, many people to do it. Um, as the breathing, as we settle into the breathing, uh, the settled breathing changes our emotional life, our mind states. Um, if you have difficult mind states, focusing on your breathing can uh, really change the mind states in nice ways. Um, so to learn how to be familiar with your breathing, what goes on? And I'll give you one example, something you can do in the next you know, day. As you go about your daily life, notice, um, from time to time, notice what's happening with your breathing. Noticing if your breathing is tight, if there's tension anywhere, if you're holding your belly as you breathe or your chest is breathing tight, or if the breathing is shallow or if it's fast. Notice what's happening, or you're holding your breath. Notice what's going on with your breathing. And then do the three breath journey with that. Just 
be with three breaths. And then notice what shifts at the end. And how does that change your mind state? How does that change how you're involved in things? Because often just taking three breaths is a really close your eyes and do three breaths is enough to break the, the, the link between what we're preoccupied with, what we're afraid of, what we're trying to do and accomplish and we're tense doing and what's going on in the body. And as the body relaxes, as the breath relaxes, it tends to shift to the mind state to some degree. So the breathing is kind of a litmus test. The breathing is kind of like a, a truth teller or a, or a support for us to see what's going on inside. So many times in my life, I have noticed in, by how I'm breathing that I've gotten caught by something. And then by tuning into my breath, I find it easier just to let go of where I'm caught. Not that it's easy, but sometimes it's easier to do it with the assistance of the breathing than anything else. So if breathe, but if breathing is problematic for you, some people have had life experiences that make breathing a difficult thing, asthma or accidents or something. There are other things we can use as the home base for mindfulness. Some people find it very useful to not particularly focus on the breathing, but to focus on the whole body um, and just be aware of the whole body in a very permissive and, and, and uh, unexpected way. You don't have to focus on anything in particular on your, in the body, but just whatever in the body reveals itself or shows itself, whatever sensations. The mind wanders off, come back to the body. If you're able to stay aware of the body, just stay and roam around the body, be in the body. And I'll talk more about the body in a couple of days and how important it is in Buddhist practice. Another thing is um, going to uh, do is, um, uh, as an alternative to breathing is to do listening meditation. Um, listening, the sounds that come, we're not usually controlling, doing anything to, um, and we just allow them to come and sounds are always in the present moment and some people find it's very spacious and very relaxing just to open the awareness up and receive, allow the sounds to come from whatever, whatever direction they come and that's how they center themselves in the present moment. That's their home base for the present moment. And then um, and with, with these home bases, whether it's the breathing or whether it's sound or the body, then we'll build over these days to become aware of more of our body, more of a human experience. But um, the, um, for now, um, if it's easy enough for you, I would encourage you to stay with the breathing, make that the home base, and really try to hang out, get to know your breath, become familiar with it. Uh, when you sit down to eat, or you sit down to be at the computer, or go for a walk, be curious about your breathing and see what goes on there and get familiar with it. Get into the habit of, um, of being connected to your breathing. And, and then tomorrow we'll do a little bit more with the breathing and, and other things and uh, build from there. The other thing that you might want to do during this time that we're doing this course is um, in addition to whatever meditation we do here uh, for this hour, you might also um, uh, meditate um, for 20 minutes at least um, by yourself at home or wherever you want to do it. Go to a park if home doesn't allow for it. 
And uh, I've even meditated in my car because I couldn't find anywhere else where I felt a little bit, it was quiet and a little bit protected. Uh, I've meditated on public transportation. Though I guess not many people are doing that this, these days. And, um, and, um, but uh, sometime later in the day today or tomorrow before our class, if you could, um, um, if you could try sit meditating for 20 minutes on your breathing and discover what that's like, be curious. Uh, uh, assume you can make no mistakes. There's, there's no, no wrong way to meditate. And just be curious and interested in your awareness and what happens if you keep pouring your awareness into your present moment. Curious, interested, what's happening here? What's going on here? Um, probably one of the things you'll notice is your mind will wander off in thoughts a lot. And um, as I said before, um, every time you let go of your thoughts, let go back into the breathing. Let go back into your body. Um, if there's a lot, a lot of thinking going on, uh, you might want to try the three breath uh, uh, journey, just to count the breath three times, and then do it again and again. And usually if you do that a number of times, the grip of the thoughts begins to quiet down. And um, you can also try relaxing any tension you feel in the thinking muscle and see if that relaxes. And if all else fails and you just find yourself thinking a lot and a lot, uh, just uh, two things. Uh, in a, Later next week, we'll talk about mindfulness of thinking and we'll learn how to incorporate as part of thinking. But in the meantime, if the mind is out of control and just a lot of thinking, uh, just uh, very calmly say to yourself and your mind, thinking. And just be aware of that, thinking and aware of that thinking, aware of that. <clears throat> and with the saying gently the word thinking as a way of a little bit stepping away from your thoughts as if you're looking back at it and seeing, oh, here's a human being who's thinking. Oh, this is what it's like. Not a problem, not a mistake, nothing to do about it, but to see it. And that begins this process. Um, <clears throat> uh, that uh, that uh, um, begins the process of of uh, uh, not being so attached to thoughts, of separation from the clinging to thoughts, so that awareness can begin to blossom and to grow. So what else? So I want to say a few things uh, about uh, this medium. That this is the first time I've ever taught an intro class this way. So it's new for me and probably new for, for you as well. It is being done on YouTube. And so uh, uh, these are being recorded and they'll be posted on IMC's um, YouTube page, on uh, channel, on YouTube. And uh, maybe we'll figure out a way to post them on IMC's website itself so you don't have to go on YouTube every time. So if you miss this or want to repeat one of these, uh, you can get it here again. And if you want a little bit more information about... Uh, some of the things I'm talking about, the mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of body, different things. Um, if you go on IMC's website or on Audio Dharma, uh, look up the intro class there. There are uh, handouts uh, for the basic instructions for this. And um, maybe tomorrow, I'll, maybe on this chat uh, place, I'll post where that is. 
Um, but uh, you can probably find it if you look around and, and intro to meditation, uh, mindfulness meditation handouts. And um, so I want to thank you for being part of this. And uh, since we have three minutes left before the end, I would like to suggest that we end with a very short meditation. And um, so that you don't think that meditation require, mindfulness requires big changes. Uh, whatever way you are right now, maybe close your eyes and then give yourself the three breath journey, counting one to three for each breath. <clears throat> Thank you very much for being part of this and I look forward to our time tomorrow. Bye-bye.